Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Steve Bazogany, who is the Appreciation Advocate. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm like I said before, I'm excited to be here and uh, to be having a conversation with you. Of course, man, we're excited to have you, and we like to jump right in. So, if you just tell us quickly a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Sure. Uh, so basically, what I, I I'm just uh, I've always been basically a small business owner type, an entrepreneurial type. And I, you know, started out as like a really, really broke college kid. And then I got into real estate and then got into referral type marketing and all that stuff. But then uh, as far as what I like to do in my time off, like I'll be honest with you, I really like to be by myself. <laughs> I really like, shit. like I have two, two kids under the age of two and two big dogs and, uh, and a wife. So I, you know, the alone time doesn't exist. <laughs> Yeah. So to be honest with you, just getting alone, getting some alone time is great. I gotcha. I gotcha. So you're really entrepreneurial. You love to spend some time alone. Tell us a bit more about your motivation. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? Uh, basically all the people I just mentioned, yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the the kids, the dogs, the wife. Uh, so um, I think one of my goals right now is to to make enough money that my wife doesn't have to work. So I, I think that's a, like, I know she has her own goals and aspirations and I know uh, like she wants to start like a, a, a dog breeding farm and all that stuff. So like, uh, and actually like do it the right way and like not some kind of like puppy mill or anything. Um, so I want to be able to give her that option. So like, that's something I really want to do. Gotcha. 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 And so do you, is that like a, I guess we can jump into dreams and goals now. Cause that was kind of a great segue. So the first sure. one is make enough money so that your wife doesn't have to work. Do you have any others that you want to talk about before we poke and prod them? Um, not necessarily. I'll be honest. I, I mean, I, yeah, I do have one. It's a financial goal, but to be able to make like, I, I'm thinking we're, we're shooting for like $250,000 a month would be the goal long-term. So you are probably already at the position where a lot of people could retire their wives, aren't you? Um, I'm close. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> I'm like, if your goal is $250,000 a month, you're, you're a boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- yeah, thank you. I, I mean, that's what we're we're shooting for. I mean, I think it's possible, and you know what we do is principle based. So, like, it's it's you know, it's not airy fairy. Like, you know, everything we do is gratitude based. You know, obviously, gratitude is the the parent of all virtues, um, the greatest of all virtues, and the parent of all others is the quote directly. But you know, the, the stuff that worked thousands of years ago will work today, and will work thousands of years from now. So, it's easy. It's an easy sell, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> So tell us about, because I feel like, does your business have something to do with being the appreciation advocate? Is that your business? Is that a hobby and your business is something else? Tell us about your plan to make that 250 a month. Uh, so basically, the uh, the I started out doing it as a real estate agent, the whole aspect of, of giving on and giving and loving on other people uh, to generate referrals, because I in in small business, the best lead is a referral. Because they come to you already trusting you. 
like you don't have to work that hard to close them and get the business. Yep. Uh, somebody already put their name to the, put their name to you to, to get this person in your door. So I always made it an point to get those leads versus like, you know, why cold call and try to fight my way into the door with a sword and shield. <laughs> and I could just have somebody just be like, no, oh, Hey Steve, I heard, you know, you did a great job for Johnny over there. Can you help me? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Closed. <laughs> so I, I, that's why I pitched my whole business around that. Um, my listing appointments were always shorter when I was in real estate. My listing appointments are always shorter. They're always like, you know, 20, 30 minutes versus, you know, the normal presentation was like 45 minutes to an hour. So I'm like in there half the time and it was easier to close them. So, uh, and then it got into the, uh, I became the referral guy around the office. So, uh, a lot of people started asking me for business advice and I, I love doing this so much that I just started giving it away for free. And then I was like, you know what? I should get paid to do this. <laughs> Yeah. So then I, so that's when I started the, the appreciation advocate, which is the name of the company. I mean, I guess you could say I am the appreciation advocate, but it's also the, that's the, that's the name of the company too. I gotcha. I gotcha. And so how does it, are you helping people practice gratitude in their life? And then that changes their business practice gratitude. No. Like what is the transformation that happens? Uh, a quite, uh, so basically what it, we don't actually sell gratitude because by, gratitude by itself actually doesn't sell, be honest with you. Um, what does sell is, um, getting referrals and not having to work as hard to do it. So, uh, so small business owners are like, Oh, okay. So what we'll do is basically for a small business owner who wants to love on their clients and appreciate on their clients, um, but doesn't have the time to do it. Uh, we do it all for them. So you could just say like, Hey, yeah, but but here's the thing. We are completely invisible. We're not going to put appreciation advocate logos on anything. You like your clients are going to get gifts from you, not from us. Uh and the gifts that we give are the other thing that the one of the reasons I created this was because I was looking for a service like what I do and I couldn't find it. And a lot of the gifting companies today, they charge like 10, 15, 20,000 dollars just to talk to them. Uh just before you even buy your first gift. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like my, my, my ideal clients are mom and pop, average Joe and the solopreneur. Those three people are not showing up for a $20,000 consulting fee. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I'm like, I got to make sure that my prices are very, very low so they can show up and do this. Um, and then also, so, um, so that it actually works out for them. And, mm -hmm. and that's basically how I ended up getting into it for, for them. So we basically just do it all but we don't do like any pre-curated gifts or anything like that. We don't do like, everything's very custom. So yeah. like if you were, if you hired me, your gifting program would be completely personalized and custom to you versus like if somebody else hired me, it would be completely customized and certified to, or personalized to them. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It reminds me of this book that I read called Giftology. Yes. That is actually one of the inspirations for why I started the company. The guy, John Rulin is one of my mentors and is literally like, I, he's on my Mount Rushmore of, of mentors and it's like him, Brian Buffini, Steve Harvey, and Dave Ramsey. <laughs> and there they all go. have different, they all have different, like Dave Ramsey's obviously the financial mentor and D John Rulin is like my, basically my business model mentor. Brian Buffini is like my life mentor and Steve Harvey is like my religious uh, personal motivation mentor. So yeah. like, yeah, that book giftology is, is the, one of the inspirations for why I started this. Yeah, for sure. But I also feel like his company might be one of the ones that might be a bit more expensive. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yes, they not. are very much. <laughs> his 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 uh, his fees are not mine. <laughs> <Yeah. then. laughs> Quite more, they are a little bit higher. Yeah, and I and I'm exaggerating a little bit. It's <laughs> it's, it's much more than mine. 
<laughs> yeah, I got you. I got yeah, you. Well, I, I, the reason I did is because I called him and I tried to hire him when I was uh, a real, still a real estate agent. And I got the, and, I, and then, you know, I got the, I saw the bill and I was like, maybe not. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I still love you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. So make enough money so that your wife doesn't have to work, make 250000 per month. And is that as a company, profit? As a is company. that revenue? As, yeah, that's as a, as revenue for right now, as revenue, because you obviously stuff bills and stuff. But like, um, yeah, just as a revenue goal, not a, a yeah. net profit. A net profit goal, I'd probably just say like, if we could clear a million, would be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Epic. Well, what are the top one to two skills that you need to develop right now to make this dream life come true? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would say, so believe it or not, um, as a gifting company, what we do is we help other small businesses. But what we do is we're behind the scenes, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the skills that I suck at the most is just like, because I'm naturally a more introverted person. I, that initial hello to say hi to like, if I wanted to go out and like, just start um, generating a lead, like out of thin air, anytime I'm talking to someone cold, like a cold lead is my worst nightmare. I, I only like to work with warm leads. <laughs> so like, yeah. at, that's a skill I need to work on getting better at is like starting completely cold. Now, obviously doing this now, like we have a program now, it's called the door opener program where we actually can basically connect you the small business owner or whoever with anybody in the world that you want to talk to that like, literally I could get you in touch with like, we have a program and a gifting program that actually gets the door basically kicks the door open for you. And it obviously takes different times for different people. Like getting a hold of Michael Jordan will take a lot longer than getting a hold of like another podcast host, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah. So like, so it depends on who you're after, but we have a program that does that. And, um, so that has doing that for people has helped me kind of break, get, improve that skill of starting from cold. But I, I personally, that is a skill that I always work. I've always dreaded that situation and I was always looking to improve it. Yeah. Yeah. And when you say starting from cold, are you just talking in the sense of a straight up cold call, a cold like door knock? Or are you saying like, even like doing a webinar where, you're kind of hosting the webinar and they, those people are completely cold. Well, so that's different. So when I mean cold, I mean like a cold relationship that you have no interaction with this person. You have no connections with this person. Um, and it's, and it's one-on-one. -on -one. So for me, if I were to stand into, and when I do public speaking, if when I'm standing in front of a room of, you know, 50 to a hundred people or more, it's just one big faceless mask. Yeah. So like, I don't, it's not one-on-one. -on -one, it's not intimate. And like, that's, that's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but like when it's like, like if you, if I was trying to pitch you right now on a company, on my company, it'd be, I'd be like much more nervous because I, you know, I like, I, I don't like the one-on-ones as much as I like the big, the masses. So that's, again, like I said, I'm a, uh, I, I, nervous is probably the wrong word because I've done it a million times at this point, but it's just like, it's still inside me. It's just like, ah, it's one-on-one. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. What do you think is the barrier to you saying you're a master at that skill? Because if you if you have the reps behind it, it seems like it's more of an emotional, mental barrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. For me, I think it's more just shedding child childhood um, um, beliefs. Because like when I was when I grew up, I had a a mom and a dad that my mom was more kind of the wallflower type, and my dad was 
kind of the wallflower type, but not, but he had the charisma that would, you know, he, he could sell ice to an Eskimo, this guy. So like, you know, my dad walks into the room, my brother walks into the room and it was just like, you knew they were there. And it was just like, whoa, these people are like, you could just feel their vibe. And I, I, and I never understood that. And my mom would always tell me like, oh, you know, like Steve, you're, you're more like me. You're not like them, but it, it, you know, Mm. it actually turns out that I am more like my father and my brother than I am. I was just been conditioned to believe that I'm more like my mom. So I've actually told myself for so many years that I'm Mr. Introvert. I'm Mr. Wallflower when I'm really, in fact, not so much. (laughs) And I do have the charisma that my dad has and that, and I just have to like, and this all happens within the, like this transformation all happens within the last two or three years. So like, this isn't like something I've been like working on for a decade or so. Like I'm really just getting the hang of these skills. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Shedding those limiting beliefs. Well, if you were to change that limiting belief of I'm the introvert, I'm like my mom into an abundant phrase that would really like speak to your heart and the heart of the issue, what would that phrase be? Uh, I love your questions, man. These are great. Um, <laughs> I would say, uh, so I, I know what I want to say. I just want to make sure I don't say it stupidly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I would say, I don't let anyone else define you. You are, and, and I would say you don't need anyone else's permission to do anything. Mm. Uh, you know, take the action, you know, you are who you are, you are who you are. Um, and anyone else's voice, uh, they have as much power as you give them. So, and that's, that's the end of it. And that problem is I gave my mom too much power. So like, and she, I bought into a lot of false beliefs. And when I finally woke up like two or three years ago, it's like, oh, you are, you know, actually none of those, none of those things are true. <laughs> yeah. So I'd say, yeah, I'd say, I'd say other people have as much power as you give them is probably what I would say. And, and, you know, you are, you can be whoever you want to be. That's, that's, that's what I would use as like an affirmation. Mm. I love that. And are you still in the process of kind of taking that power back? Or do you feel like you've taken it back for the most part and you're just settling in with it? What's that look like for you? I think I'm, I'm think I'm, I've taken it back. I'm settling. I'm kind of settled with it. Now it's more like, let's try to master this thing. Like, like how can I like get more public speaking gigs and like, let me see how I can do this more often. And, and, you know, starting a new company and, and starting a new uh, pursuit and, you know, all these things uh, I'd say I'm past settled, but like not, I wouldn't say I'm at advanced yet. I'd say I'm still in like, settled beginner mode i was where i'm probably i probably just passed beginner mode into like intermediate mode and then i'm i still got to get to advanced and then master i got you i got you awesome awesome what are the highest impact daily actions that are going to tick the needle forward towards that 250k a month and retiring your wife so to speak she'll still have her goals and stuff but yeah right i know but the ability i guess but um but I, I would say it's the daily disciplines for sure. 1000%, no questions asked about it. It's definitely the daily disciplines. Like uh, wake it for me. You're going to like crap your pants when you hear this. I wake up at 345 every morning. No, <laughs> so, like, you all- do not. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so like, yeah, no, I can tell you, like I knew you're going to be like, what the hell? So <laughs> here's the thing. Like it's not as crazy as it sounds. I, I go to bed at nine. So nine to 345 is just short of seven hours of sleep. It's not that insane. <laughs> that's still insane (laughs) seven hours like but you're short of seven hours like that's it's like most people are out here like 
you know, sleeping eight, nine hours, waking up at eight, and you're like, oh, you're, you're getting your discipline of like nine. So you have enough sleep to function throughout the day for sure. Yeah, and I don't drink coffee either, which is another weird. <laughs> that, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. I also don't drink coffee, but three forty-five is so early. So it's not early. though. So, 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 what I I would tell you is the way I got started is I started because I the first thing I do in my day is the gym. So, and that's like 45 minutes to an hour. So what my old gym, I used to go to opened at five. So I had to wake up, you know, I just woke up at four 30, drove to the gym, came back. But then I ended up switching to gyms where it was open 24 hours. And I was like, I can go an hour earlier. And then I was like, oh, well, I got an hour extra, an hour per day extra to do stuff before my day starts getting away from me and people start waking up and start bothering me for things. My kids wake up. Like when I was a kid, I didn't wake up at three 45 and I know my kids are not going to wake up at three 45. So I'm like, well, maybe the seven month old will, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like, I, I'm just like, let me get right through this. So, so think about it. I wake up three 45. I'm done by five that from the, you know, waking up, getting dressed, going to the gym and being done. So I have like 5am to about seven, seven thirty, two and a half hours every day of complete undisturbed time to do whatever the heck. So think about that five days a week. That's that's almost 10 hours, right? That's like 10 and a half hours or something times 52. That's 520 plus hours a, a year that I get to do more than anyone else does. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'd say yeah, that daily discipline, you got to have that stuff. You got to be doing that stuff and you got to do the stuff that makes your business move, like reaching out to a certain amount of people every day, despite what you feel or how uncomfortable it makes you is makes you are how wow that was a weird hard for me to say <laughs> how uncomfortable it makes you so like uh i think one of the things someone told me once was the thing that you fear the most is the thing you need to do to grow mm. and i was like ah damn it <laughs> yeah. i feel you I feel, so here's yeah. my question though if you're reaching out to people from 5 a.m to like 7 a.m or 5 a.m to 7 30 they're not awake you're not cold calling them are well, you I'm not, email messages are you yeah yeah everything's scheduled so everything gets sent at like eight, between eight and eight fifteen. But I, everything's written and done. Gotcha. But it won't be delivered until eight or eight fifteen. Um, and if there are phone calls, then I'll just wait until eight. I gotcha. So, but I, I, my goal is to have all of the the follow up administrative, you know, minutia type tasks all done by like nine. So like essentially, my day is one before nine a.m. Gotcha. And now I got the rest. Now I got the rest of the day to go close business and like make money. Yep. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Waking up at yes. 3.45 a.m. every morning. Dude, try it. Timmy, I swear, try it. Like, you'll love it. Like, just wake up, like, an extra half hour earlier every – so, like, start out at, like, 7 o'clock. Then the next week, do 6.30. The next week, do 6. And work your way down. Watch what happens. You're going to get out. You're going to walk outside. And you're going to be like – you're going to feel like the world is yours. It's like, wow, I can do anything I want. Nobody's awake. I mean, even the drunk people – at the bars are asleep by 345. Yep. So like, it's literally like that sweet spot where no one's awake except you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I will say my fiance and I will go to the gym. We wake up at 530 gym by six every morning, but 345. <laughs> well, just think about it this way. Think about it this way. When you get done, you get to the gym by six. When you get done at the gym by seven or so, just think I have already been working for two hours. Yeah, that's fair. That's like think about all the stuff I've already gotten done and you're just getting done at the gym. You still have to go home. You got to shower, clean up, whatever else. Think of it. By the time you get to do what you got to do, I've already been working for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> think about that. Oh, it's facts. It's you facts. know what I mean? 
It's a big difference. It's a big difference. Yes, it is. Well, it's not on a daily basis. It's not in one day. It's not a big difference. But over a week or a month or a year, it's that book called um, Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. That's that's basically it. 100%. Well, I'll see. Uh, maybe try I'll try it. Maybe I'll try it. <laughs> try it and then just try it and message me. Then be like, yo, Steve, I tried it for a week. Now, the hardest part about it is week two. The first week you're motivating, you're excited. Week two, it's like, what am I doing myself? <laughs> am i trying to torture myself <laughs> if you can make it past week two and into week three like that then you're you're set but week two is torturous hmm. here's my question do you do it on saturday and sunday too no f no <laughs> <laughs> no man i sleep in on saturday and sunday. <laughs> i got you i got you because we've been doing we've been doing 5 30 we do it like four maybe five days a week but i'm like just that seven days would kill me at three. No, days. dude, no, absolutely not. It's football Sundays and <laughs> you know, and you know, Saturdays off time sometimes. <laughs> so yeah. like, that's it. Take it. I need a break. I need a break too. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, cool, man. <laughs> what character trait do you most need to develop right now to make your dream life come true? Character trait. Um, Sounds like you got a lot of them dialed in. Like after once you get the discipline character trait locked in, I feel like a lot of them just fall into line. So yeah, the discipline is the the hardest one though. Once you get it dialed in, though, it does become a lifestyle. And then so for me, the character trait, I'd still say that initiation, that that um hold outreach is probably that that skill I really I really need to reach on. That's I really want to be better at that. Um and actually making eye contact is is something I think I'd like to get better at too. I do struggle with that. Again, this is all in that one-to-one stuff. It all circles on that one-to-one conversation where it's like, like sometimes in my real estate career, I'd go through a showing and I don't think I'd look at them once during the entire showing. (laughs) It's just like looking at the house, looking at the floor, looking at the sink, looking at uh, whatever, anything to not have to look at them. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. So I definitely have to, I think that's probably making more eye contact is probably something I got to work on. At what point in your relationship with your spouse were you able to start making consistent eye contact? Uh, well, my wife's making eye contact with my wife is terrifying. I got you. So still spare something. That's literally the scariest thing I could have done. (laughs) But no, here's the thing. Like, but that's great though, because if I can make eye contact with her, I can make eye contact with anybody. There we go. There we go. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and that could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals, who would they be and how would they do it? Uh, well, definitely those two guys from my from my Mount Rushmore of mentors. Definitely John Rule. And if I had not met him yet, but I would love to be able to meet him once because obviously all the inspiration he's given me. And then uh, Brian Buffini as well, who is the uh, – the CEO and chairman of Buffini and company, which is the largest uh, coaching company in North America, uh, which is it's just the guy's phenomenal. I'd love to meet him. Uh, so honestly, I think, I don't know if they, I've listened to everything that those guys have said on every YouTube channel, every kind of content they have. I listened to literally all of it. Um, so there's probably not anything they could show me. I think just being around them and the vibe yeah. and and the daily conversations would just be, um, what 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 they would do to help me like hey just just think bigger 
uh, or think outside the box or whatever else advice they offer on a daily basis. I'm, I'm sure there's daily intimacies that, that occur that would be able to elevate my business in a way that not being around them has not helped. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, now we got our thriving three. We're going to blow through these and then we got one last question for you. You ready? Sure. Let's hear it. Awesome. What's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Uh, I don't watch TV, so it's not going to be a movie. Um, I don't like to read books. I like to listen to them. So I'm going to go with podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, it's probably going to be the Brian Buffini podcast. To be, to be honest with you. Well, it's actually called It's a Good Life now. I, he changed the name of it, but that's my favorite podcast. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a, he does have a pretty awesome podcast and it's funny because you must have gone through his coaching program. Did you? Yes, for sure. 1000%. Yeah. Cause I was like, he's like all about realtors getting referrals, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I took what he, when I learned about him six months into my career, I was like, this is exactly how to run a business. I like grabbed that bull by both horns and, and rode that thing into the sunset. I was like, this is exactly how I should build my business. This makes so much sense. And then I did that, worked by referral for like, I think 73% of my business was by referral when I stopped. So like, that's how strong I was. So it's, 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 a, it's a great system that he teaches yeah. for real estate agents. I mean, awesome. So it's awesome. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself? Going to the gym every day. I, I need that physical release of, you know, I can't be like sitting still and not being able to push something or pull something or, you know, not being able to move weight of any kind is is incredibly frustrating i start getting like antsy and stuff <laughs> yeah so are you more of a, a lifter than like a cardio guy then no, i don't really care for cardio too much i do have a peloton and i do ride that once a week for like i do like one cardio workout but i'm doing i'm more of a uh bench press and and um you know arm curls and squats deadlifts and stuff like that i'm not doing uh cardio too much i hate running <laughs> Me too. Me too. Good good man. <laughs> good man. <laughs> I knew I liked you. <laughs> awesome. Well, what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet and work with or just be in the vicinity of John Rulin or Brian Buffini? Uh, so I'm actually just starting this and I'm going to be doing um, my door opener campaign. Uh, I, I don't know why this took me so long to think about it, but because I guess because my focus is always on trying to help other people that I didn't even think to help myself. But I'm going to just use my door opener campaign on myself <laughs> and yeah. I'm just going to use it for those guys. <laughs> I'm just like, why have I not done this for, you know, my guys? So, and so is the door opener campaign, just a series of gifts? Is it other stuff it, intertwined? It's, it's a series of things that it, it's a lot. Some, most of the time it's, it's gifts, but they're, they're very personalized, customized gifts. They're not, I mean, this is, I mean, we require like a $3,000 minimum spend on over a course of a year to have that campaign. Like that, that's a high end campaign. That's not for like, here, I'm going to send you a box of chocolates and some flowers. And in fact, you know, we don't actually, we don't even send boxes of chocolate or flowers because they're, they are what we call fart in the wind gifts. They only make one impression and that's, yeah. and then they're gone. So we don't even send gifts like that. Everything we send out is like a really high quality gift. So um, yeah, that, that's, that's what we would do. Just basically high end gifts until they respond and be like, why are you sending me gifts? Who are you? And I guess, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think that would be a very legit campaign to work with podcasters. Like, um, do you know, Graham Stefan with the iced coffee show? Wait, I know Graham Stefan, like the, the, the money guy on YouTube. 
Yeah, the money guy on YouTube. He yeah. has he has the Ice Coffee Hour podcast. Oh, I didn't know he had a podcast too. Does he? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, and he he hosts the podcast with a kid that's like my age, like 23, 24, something like that. And yeah. they've been talking about getting higher profile guests on the show, and they have the money to do that campaign for 20, 30 people, you know. So sure they do. Yeah. I well, if that's what they're trying to do, I mean, I gotta reach out to Graham and see if I can get hold in. Yeah, yeah, no, because <laughs> they were definitely trying to get higher profile guests on the show, and a door opener campaign would be the very thing they need to pull a pull a high quality guest. Pull some big names. Okay. I don't know. That's a good point. I'll put that on the notepad. Red five ten. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Cool. And um honestly, it might even be e- easier to reach out to his co-host because his co-host like works for him, I think, and is like a lower profile guy. But yeah. he, he still hosts the podcast, so he probably gets a lot of outreach too. But he's just younger and I assume easier to get a hold of. But well, who knows? It's, hey, it's worth a try. We'll see how it works. We'll see how facts. it goes. Facts. Let me know how it goes. Yes, um, I will. I'll reach out to you. Awesome. Well, we got one last question for you. You ready? Yes. So I want to frame this next question. Do you know okay. who Alex Hormozzi is? Uh, no. Oh, he's a boss. You've got to look <laughs> him up. But he's pretty cool. He said that the difference between manipulation and help is intent. And I think his point here is that you're influencing people in both situations, but manipulation is about getting somebody to do something you want them to do, while help is about seeking to understand what somebody else wants and then helping them get there. Now, this question is going to be geared towards help, not manipulation. Okay. So there's a common saying that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I actually yes. found out from Dr. Alan Leica, who is a guest on my show, that you can get a horse to drink. You just have to salt its oats. Now. I want you to think of a person with a really fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change, and they hate their life. How do we create an environment that salts their oats and helps them change their life? Uh, Increase the pain, turn up the heat. And to be completely honest with you, I know that's brutal and sounds awful, but I think like when you put some, like a human being with their back up against the wall is a very powerful, uh, powerful creature. So I think like there's a lot of parents out there, like people I graduated high school with and they're like still living with their parents and they're like 30, 31 years old. And I'm like, dude, get up, go do something. (laughs) And it's like, but the thing is their parents keep feeding them. I'm like, you know, one of them was a close friend of mine and I'm actually good friends with his mom. And I said, look, you need to starve him. And I told her that. And she was like, well, what you think so? And I was like, yeah. So I I mean that I'm like, you should starve him. If he's not eating, he'll start working (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like, like that, you know, like I said, you increase the pain, turn up the heat that, and that, that will make people take action and start making changes. Yeah, for sure. And would you say, can you think of a moral way to increase the pain, turn up the heat outside of starving him? <laughs> well, it's like she was starving him technically, but it was like, she was also feeding him. So she just has to stop interacting with him. And you don't have a moral obligation to interact with people, but I feel like it gets antsy when it's like, oh, you're too comfortable. Let me take away what you have. Turn up the heat. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like you cross moral lines in some situations. So you could, what's yeah, the for furthest sure. you think somebody could go to turn up um, the heat and help somebody change that? So like for me, when I first got married, I really struggled because I was with my family. I was in a very close-knit family. So like 
but I was coming like when, after I got married, I moved in with my wife, but then like three or four days a week, I'd go back home to see my mom and dad and hang out with them for a bit, go back to my wife, blah, 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 and go back and forth. It almost like lived like a double life. Um, so in that scenario, like, I think a good moral thing my mom probably should have did would have been like, Hey, look, don't come home for a couple of, for a little bit. Like you promised that woman that you wanted, you were going to be a man to that woman. So go be a man to that woman. And then, you know, we're your family. We'll be here to support you. But don't come home for a little bit. It's not a hate thing. We don't like, we don't dislike you, but you need to learn to go out and be your own man and establish your own family. And, uh, you know, we'll be here when you're right. Like that's, that's what I, but I never got that message. So that was like, that's why I lived in like turmoil for a little bit. (laughs) So so like, but that would have been nice. I would have loved that message. So it's like, find out where you're enabling their kind of or where you're nursing yeah. them basically and cut it yes. off. Yes, yes. And see, yeah, wherever you're enabling someone in a negative way that's preventing growth, because you can enable somebody to grow and that's great, but enabling them to keep the ceiling on their head, I would say that's where you got to, you know, get that ceiling off. What can you do to get there? What are you doing to keep that ceiling over their head? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Steve, that's all we got for you, man. No, thank you, man. This has been a fun talk, a fun conversation for sure. This has been a blast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Loved having you on. Thank you for coming on the show. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Steve had to say, you're interested in checking out the Appreciation Advocate, make sure to hit him up and send some gifts to some people you care about, generate some referral business, or I might just hit Steve up for advice on my Christmas gifts because I suck at those. <laughs> <laughs> I will help you out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys for watching. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, oh, all the ways to contact Steve will be down in the show notes. And on that note, (laughs) we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.